Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Hey, welcome everyone to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and I am Charlie Lobosco. And I'm Eva Lewandowski. This is um, a great time. We're real happy you guys can actually see us since we're face-to-face, believe it or not. Um, I know, it's we, amazing, right? It's amazing. <laughs> gotta, we got to be we careful. We have to be on our game. Yeah, we got to be on our game. No faces. How yeah. are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Excellent. Um, I want to first say next week we have a very interesting guest, uh, Brad Formosa. Mm-hmm. And I just want to – I'll leave it at that, and I'll say if you want to make a difference, which is part of our corporate talk mission. Yes. Think about giving back, and that will be uh, topics of uh, discussion for next week. And I also wanted to share that um, I know that this time slot, this 4 p.m. Eastern, can be a little tricky for some people, especially people in corporate. So just to let you know, if you go on TalkZone.com under the business channel into um, find us on Corporate Talk because we are featured, um, you can get all the replays right there. And you can you can play it whenever you like. So just so if you ever miss something and you wanted to hear it, just know that the replays are always available. Excellent. And you can check to see what our, all our other shows were. And you can also see what are the upcoming shows as well. Right. It's a 7 by 24 information highway. It really is. <laughs> and so today... Um, well, you know, we had so much to discuss Prior, but that has to be put on hold, right? It does. I I just want to say a couple of quick things. And um, again, we take pride in the fact that we have the privilege of meeting all of our guests. Yeah, we really do. And, um, you know, and I'll talk about our guests today in a second. Um, But again, the mission of the show, right, is Mm -hmm. to make a difference. Make a difference in the workplace, even as one person. And that difference can be in your life, in someone else's life, you know, or in your actual work career and so on. And, you know, I mean, we're, we're all faced with many different obstacles along the way. And, um, you know, well, let's be clear. Every single person on the planet has obstacles and some people's obstacles are much more harrowing than others, but we all have obstacles. So please don't think that anyone out there just had great luck because it's not the case. It's learning that obstacles will come your way and then how to overcome those. And so a lot of the guests that we have on the show are people that have faced really unbelievable challenges and have been able to overcome them. And that's why we share this information with you just to let everybody know that you're not alone out there. Right. And, and, you know, it's important that you say that, right? Because we're around corporate people all the time. Mm -hmm. And this stuff goes over their head. Well, I don't think that that's necessarily true. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think sometimes people get very caught up in their own day-to-day and don't realize that there's a whole other world out there and that there are ways to overcome their challenges, even if they think that there aren't. 
Right, and we have some examples that we share. So, you know, um, we we met a lot of interesting people, mm-hmm. and it's almost like, well, there is one that may be set apart from the others. I would agree. Right. Yeah. And uh, we uh, so okay. So I would like, if uh, Marnie's available, I would like first off to introduce our very special guest tonight, Marnie Devlin Spencer. You got that backwards. Oh, it's I'm sorry. Marnie Spencer Devlin. <laughs> okay, let's start over. Okay. So, Marnie Spencer Devlin. Yes. Are you with us? I am certainly here. Hi, hi Eva. Hi, Charlie. Sorry hi, about hi, that. And, um, <laughs> We're having a little issue with your name. <laughs> welcome. Yeah, welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. And it's very nice to speak to you again. And Thank I think you so much. At, the end of, at the end of the day, that can get put under the rug. Yes, it can. Okay, yes. and I, I'm sorry. So, how are you? I am absolutely fabulous, and you guys? We're good. Yeah, we're good. Um, you know, I'm just overwhelmed a little bit, Marnie, from remembering when we met and learning a little bit about um, your background and how good you are at what you do. It's just shocking. Um, why don't you start out by maybe sharing some website information so our listeners can uh, uh, copy along with us. Well, first of all, thank you so much for saying that. Stop it some more. Um, well, I guess I could briefly share. There's not a you 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 guys just mentioned a, a bit ago that people go through adversities, and uh, and it's how we handle them and how we get out of them. But I would even take it a step further in saying that we we get to go through our adversities because they teach us something that in that thing that we learned is what we can then pass on to others so that it actually turns around and becomes a good thing. So, I love that. Um, yeah, no, that's absolutely correct because you're taking what you learned, you learned and now you're sharing it as an empowerment coach. I mean, that's perfect because so many people feel that they're so alone. And by taking your story, which is an amazing story, and then showing how you overcame all your adversity, it, it really impacts so many people's lives. And even if you only impact one person, it's a huge thing. But we know that you're impacting a lot of people with your story. I am. I am. There, there People are coming from all walks of life. So just briefly, because uh, you asked, uh, so the, the the things that I've experienced as I was I started out I was molested by my brother for the first ten years of my life, and so that was a, a pretty bad beginning. And then to make matters worse, when I was twelve years old, I was raped. Mm-hmm. So that really sent me into a tailspin, and I started hanging out with a bad crowd. So at fourteen, I was actually raped again. Then at seventeen, it looked like things were going to look up, and I became a professional model and. I got to even marry my high school crush, whom I thought was going to take me away from it all. And he was so excited that his young wife was a professional model, and he just was the greatest until he realized that that meant that people were looking at me, that other mm. men were looking at me. I know, like, duh, right? But mm-hmm. to him, this was, he became insanely jealous, and so he cooked up this diabolical plan, and that was to get me addicted to heroin. And it's an insane thought, but it made sense to him. And um, I got away from him eventually, but for me it was too late. By the time I got away from him, I was a junkie. I was a heroin addict. And I had to learn to live life as a junkie and learn what that means. 
And so I became a criminal, and I became a prostitute. And when I finally couldn't do that anymore, I became homeless. And I was physically, emotionally, spiritually destitute on the streets, just really thinking I'm at the end. And that's when some little voice in me screamed, no, you deserve better than this. And I, I felt like it was probably for the first time in my life, and it may have been my first act of self-care, I went to the authorities, I turned myself in, I decided I deserved a better life. And I thought that that would garner me some, some sympathies and maybe get me a slap on the wrist, but that wasn't the case. I was sentenced to state prison. And again, I thought I was at the end, and here I'm facing state prison. And, oh, my God, I was so afraid. But I remained steadfast. I said, no, I want a better life. And so I turned that time in prison into my personal rehab. And when I got out, I truly was a new person. And someone gave me a job, small marketing company gave me a job, and it turned out I loved marketing, absolutely adored it. And a few years later, I started my own company. And that I turned into a multi-million dollar enterprise. I had 70 employees. So for 20 years, I, I'm very familiar with the corporate structure because I made one. Um, I guess say 70 employees, great company, really based on great values. Uh, my life was absolutely fairy tale. I had a mansion overlooking the ocean in Southern California, fast sports cars in the garage, and it really seemed like I had turned it around, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I got sick. And in 2008, I was given only a year to live. And I was so weak, I couldn't work anymore. So I lost my business. I lost my home. And I went crawling home to my mom, essentially waiting to die. And that's when I wrote down my story, just trying to make some sense of it all. Mm -hmm. started writing it. And that's when I had some mind-blowing realizations. And that is every time I thought I was at the end, it really was just the end of one segment of my life. And it was the beginning of something new and something better. So I thought, what if this, too, is the beginning of something new? And I just got all excited. I thought, wow, what if I'm not going to die? And I, I studied uh, healing methodologies and I, yoga and meditation, and, and then this will shock you. I, I didn't die. And, you know, I wanted to say that. So you summed up this whole amazing history in just a couple of minutes. And I want to hold up the book because we're on video. But um, your book, well, you have two books. The first one was Crawling into the Light, which is it documents this whole history, which actually started in Germany because you were actually born in Germany and got to the States. But your history, just reading this book Marnie, it's so intense, and it's just amazing to me that even though you quickly went through that history, it's like any one of the things that happened to you could have so completely derailed your life, and yet you always found a way to keep moving forward and keep moving forward. And even though, you know, so even though you had all this adversity and bad things would happen, you know, all of a sudden then you found yourself as a model and yes, you got married and he, he was jealous. And then that happened. And then you decided again that you were going to take control of your life. And even though you went to prison, even in prison, you turned it around. And then you had this devastating diagnosis 
And then that you turned it around. And you really didn't have a support system. Like from what I was reading in the book, I mean, it's not like your family was supportive. And you somehow were able to find in yourself your spirit to be able to keep going forward. And it's just an amazing story and an amazing story of spirit. Um, believe me. Um, and I, and I, when Marnie, when you were explaining all this, it all came back from when we met and it was just shocking. But let me just say a couple of quick things uh, before we go to break. I want to say that when we met, you owned the room. Yes. You were in charge of the whole event. I mean, you were the one set apart from the others, which I thought was um, very impressive. Mm-hmm. Since we were on the receiving end, um, it wasn't as intimidating. But you definitely were a presence, Marnie, um, and it was great to meet you. But now you mentioned a couple of things that I just want to drill down on real quick. Mm-hmm. So a voice, right? My, I'm, I'm asking both of you guys. Do you think everyone gets that voice that we're better than this or stop or, or do you think it's uh, not as easy as I make it out to be? I'll let Marnie answer that one. I have, I have my own opinion, but I'll let Marnie answer first. <laughs> well, I think we absolutely are. And, and that's sort of my, my message that we are connected to something much larger. In fact, my second book is called The Iceberg Principles because I compare us to an iceberg. I say we're much more than just the surface that shows up. The, the stuff that shows in the mirror, that's just the surface level. And that's just 4% of who we really are. 96% is invisible. We are connected to something so much bigger. And that's our strengths and our talents and our, our characteristics. All that stuff is invisible, is non-dimensional. But there is guidance there for us. And I think it's always trying to talk to us. It's always trying to get us in the direction because I think everyone is here for a reason. And that reason is always talking to you. It's always pushing you in the right direction. But, of course, you know, we don't come with a manual, so we go off track. And I believe, though, that even that off track happens for a reason. I believe all the adversities I got to go through were for a reason. They were difficult at the time, but now I look back, they are what enable me to truly help people. My knowledge isn't book knowledge. It's real knowledge. I know when I say I know what it feels like, I know what it feels like. Yeah, you really do. And we believe you. Um, This has been great. Yes. We're just touching the topics. We're going to take a quick break, uh, Moni, so please stay with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. We will be right back. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. 
Welcome back, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is Marnie Spencer Devlin. She's an author and a speaker and an empowerment coach, and she's the author of Crawling into the Light and the Iceberg Principles. And Marnie, can you share your um, websites, too? Oh, yes. Thank you so much, Eva. It's a very simple one. It's simply called theauthenticityauthority.com. Oh, that way you can find everything about me, what I do, my books, everything. Perfect. Thank you. And also for our listeners, if you have a question, please dial in at 1-888-463-6748. That's 1-888-463-6748. And if you can't remember that, it's just 1-888-GO-FOR-IT. So, Marnie, I love what you were saying about, you know, the little voice inside of us. And so many times I think what happens is we do hear that voice and we we just disregard it. You know, we don't really listen to it or, you know, we just block it out and say, no, that doesn't sound right. You know, that's not that's not the right thing to do. I'm going to do something else. Um, And I know that you took a lot of time to start really listening to your voice even stronger, especially when you got ill. And was that via meditation? Uh, absolutely, yes, it was. You know, when when you're desperate, do you start asking the right questions? And I think that's sort of um, the purpose and the, the really good thing about pain. And uh, so, yeah, I started asking the right questions. And when I went into meditation, I had relevant questions. And that guidance is available to everybody. That's why... Meditation exists, and it's a practice that's been practiced for thousands and thousands of years. There's very few people in modern life that uh, that that are known to us that don't that aren't meditators. And um, there is that's the reason that that guidance is available to us all the time. It's just stronger in meditation, and it's stronger when you're going through difficult uh, stuff. But it's available to everybody all the time. We just don't give it. We don't give it the the impetus that it deserves. We say, ah, oh, you know, where does that come from? That gut level feeling that tells you turn right. left instead of right. You, you know, we don't really, we go, well, where the heck's that coming from? How does that, well, we don't, we don't realize that that's coming from knowledge. That's coming from wisdom. And right. And when we can finally turn off all the thoughts in our head, all the, all the other thoughts, all the garbage that's kind of going through our heads and really listen to what our gut and our soul is telling us, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, it's just difficult to turn that off. Mm. Um, that's that's kind of a challenge, that, that inner critic, that voice to, to turn it. And the thing is, we can't turn it off. Because mm. where it's actually coming from, it's coming from our survival instinct. It's coming from deep below conscious thought. And survival instinct is a good thing. I mean, it wants, it's, it's trying to keep us alive. Right. But um, it's, it also wants to always keep us in the known. So every time we grow, every time we move towards something unknown, which is pretty much what life is all about. I mean, we're continuously growing. Um, there's always this, this thing inside of us that wants to keep us alive and doesn't want us moving in the direction of the unknown. So there's forever this little fight going Well, not little. It's a big fight going on mm-hmm. inside of us. But when we recognize that that's just the instincts kicking up, and that they'll be quiet once we start moving through and the unknown becomes the known, then we can just move ahead. And we don't give it too much credence. That's great. And, Charlie, I know that you have a question. I do. I'm still processing. Still processing? <laughs> um, no, what, what you guys have just said. Yeah. Um, so, yes, and thank you. Moni, the yeah. transformation was so unbelievable that I have to go back to my earlier question because 
you know, my guys out there, right, our listeners, uh, they they hear like, well, you know, uh, I got a million dollars and then I was a millionaire. Or I heard this voice and I turned it all around. And that, it just, it, I keep coming back to that because that's such an unbelievable thing. And where I want to go now is, so you made that connection mm-hmm. and you almost like made a line in the sand that you're communicating with someone or something that you're, you have a right to a great life. And now you're in prison. How did you not turn off to that vision while in prison? Um, there, the, that idea that I deserve a better life, it really came from a gut level. And also, you gotta think, Charlie, I didn't have any choice. I'm in this situation. What am I gonna do about it now? And I, I didn't wanna go the route of the, there, there's lots of drugs in prison. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could have continued on with the life that I, that I had, but I just, I really didn't wanna live that way anymore. It was just such a, my life had become so black that I just my decision was very firm. I mean, that's what they call hitting bottom, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That that really getting to the end. And I was I was at the end. I had no more strength left in me to go on. So I was firm in I deserve a better life. And it's unbelievable because you guys were just talking about all those all that background stuff that kind of never goes away. Mm-hmm. And I can just imagine how it was amplified in prison and how you managed to cut through all that side stuff and hold true to that true voice that said you're, you're, you have a right to a better life. I mean, that I think was incredible, right? I mean, I think that's an incredible act of self-awareness and self-communication and courage and courage. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, so, thank you, uh, guys. You guys are very kind, but I can't take that much credit for it because, as I said before, the thing that's keeping us is that survival instinct, and that thing that that kicks in heavy in prison. You want to survive, and um, so you do a lot of things because you want to survive. And I wanted to survive, and and in this case, the survival instinct was actually keeping me safe, keeping me moving forward in the direction that I wanted to move in. Because my survival instinct had gotten to a point where it said, okay, we cannot continue on in this vein because it's going to kill us. So right. it actually, for once, the good survival instinct worked for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, then, and then when you started working, I don't want to make light of it, but it must have seemed like, you know, a lot less stressful, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, building a, a marketing career was almost like going back to school, probably cleared your head of so much of the other stuff. It really did. You know, I suddenly realized that I was smart. And mm-hmm. who knew? I was, I was excited. <laughs> um, I loved what I was doing. And, and I realized that I had some real answers and, and a real, I don't know where, I'm, I have a real good uh, 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 a talent for creating systems and for making, for organizing things really well, and that stood me in such great stead. And um, I'm naturally an artist. I love creating news and marketing, which is perfect for that. I just really loved marketing. It just was right up my alley. And th- that there was anything in the world that was up my alley was just so exciting for me that I loved it. I really did. You know, and it and it's so terrific that you were able to find that, and we're kind of glossing over the fact that 
just the fact that you got out of prison, even kicking the heroin addiction is huge and not falling back into that. We're, we're glossing over that a little bit, but, um, just the fact that you were able, able to overcome that addiction, leave prison, get a job and excel in it and then become an entrepreneur is huge. And when it comes to, I wanted to touch a little bit, even on just the addiction, when it comes to addiction, I mean, so many people struggle with addiction. Um, how were you able to actually kick a heroin habit, which is supposedly incredibly tough? To do. Well, I'm, re- I'm really glad you asked that question, Eva. That's a really good question. I love talking about this because there's so much misinformation about what addiction really is. Addiction mm-hmm. starts as you're in pain, you grab some aspirin. You have a headache, you grab some aspirin. And in this, in this case, you find a drug, something that makes you feel better. For, for other people, it's food. But whatever it is you grab onto that makes you feel better for the moment. And your brain, when you're, when you're in so much emotional pain and your brain grabs onto something that makes that pain go away, it's very human to go, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to feel like that again. It's not, you know, you're not a monster because you want that. Everybody would do that. When you're in that much pain and you find a way to make it go away, you want that again. Mm-hmm. And so your brain is, is very, you know, it's, it's, it's sneaky. It, it sneaks up on you and you want to... You find yourself wanting it again and again and again. But what we have to remember is it was as a, what's underneath it all is pain. I mean, for me, it was the molestation and it was the rape and it was all this stuff that I, that I had gone through. I was in a lot of emotional pain, but I, I wasn't worth anything to myself. That's what the pain is. Pain really means when, when, you're not, when your beliefs and your desires are creating friction within you. When you think you're worthless, which in fact you are not, that creates friction. And when you can get that out of the way and you can start feeling your worth, that friction dies and that pain dies with it. And with that, that idea in me that said, I deserve better, that was such a huge thing. That was the first time that I was going in line with who I really am. It was congruent. It wasn't anywhere near of, oh, my God, you're valuable and you're wonderful and you're magnificent. It was just, I deserve better. And so I started moving with the current for the first time. And the pain subsided. And when the pain subsides, the, the addiction goes away with it, too. First, you have the habit of the addiction. And so you absolutely have to find a time where you actually stop using whatever it is. And I had that time in, when I was in prison. Mm-hmm. But when, uh, so I had, you know, I had the time to just undo the habit of, of whatever it was. And, and, but the pain itself was gone because of that decision, of that changing the stream on going with the current and going with my worth. And once that pain is gone, um, the, the addiction is gone too. It's like me offering you an aspirin right now. And you'd go, well, thanks, but I don't have a headache. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel. People always ask me, oh, are you, aren't you afraid you're going to go back to heroin? And I'm like, no, I don't have a headache. And it's just yeah. as simple as that. Addiction is absolutely curable. I am not an addict today. I can go have a drink with friends, and I don't really drink very much, but I can. And it doesn't mean I end up in some blackout in a back alley somewhere. I don't have an addiction today. It is curable when the pain goes away. I love that. And I love what you were saying about 
you know, you were just going with the flow. You were going with the stream. It's instead of pushing against, you were letting go of the pain. And once you let go of the pain, you didn't need a way to fix the pain. It's, it was perfect the way you, the way you said that. Um, well, you know, we're all here for a reason. We are, we have an authenticity. We are somebody. And when we go against who we are, we're going to be in pain. That's all of the problems of this world. But when we start recognizing our gifts and our talents and we start flowing who we are, being exactly who we are, being authentic, not only does the pain go away, there's a tremendous power that is unleashed on the inside too. And this passion for life is it comes. And it's just life is lived on a completely different level when you're living it from an authentic place. Yeah, that's, that's great. That that's great. Now, we're, we're about to take our second break. So okay. let's hold that thought and come back to it because I really do want to come back to that because I think it's so important that we talk about this. So thank you, Marnie. Um, everyone, this is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we will be right back. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on TalkZone. Okay. Um, Welcome back, everyone, to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva and our very special guest, Marnie Spencer-Devlin. And uh, I just want to say real quick, if anybody has a question, 1-888-463-6748. Marnie is the author of, of an incredible book. And, you know, I read the, even the, the title and I'm listening and it's just unbelievable. Crawling into the light, a raw, gripping tale, true tale of triumph. I mean, it's an incredible title, uh, Marnie. Can you tell us how we can purchase this book? Uh, yeah, you can go to my website to authenticityauthority.com. It's available there under the goods, or you can just go to Amazon. It's available in in uh, book as well as in Kindle form. Excellent. And um, just curious, how does the iceberg principles? I mean, what gave you the inspiration for that? Assuming that the crawling into the light was your story, right? Crawling into the light was my story. Yes, and. Um, I did, as, as Eva was asking, I did a lot of meditating then. I did a lot of introspection, trying to figure out what is going on. Why am I now dying after this crazy, crazy life? And um, it was actually, I was emailing with a friend, and uh, she had asked me a question about what is God. And um, I was like, oh, okay. I, the reason it actually was is because she doesn't prefer to use that term. And so I gave her my explanation of what it was, and as, as I was emailing, writing that email, what came out of my fingers was 
the concept of the iceberg principles. And as I'm writing this, I'm almost watching myself write it, and I go, oh, my God, this is amazing. This explains it all. And But I, it really, it was that inner voice again. It just came out of, the inner voice wrote the email, and I was just sort of <laughs> providing the fingers for it. And, um, and the iceberg principles does, again, it, it, it shows that there's more to us than, than meets the eye. We are so much more than just this body. We're, we're immersed in this, in this creative life force, in this well-being, in this abundance. I mean, we're such amazingly sophisticated creatures, 75 trillion cells to our bodies, and they're all working together in perfect harmony. It just cannot all be an accident. It points to an intelligence in back of it all. And whatever you want to call it doesn't matter, but there is an intelligence. There's an order to things. Everything happens at a, at a, for a precise reason, and it's specific, and so do we. And we got to recognize that, that we are not just, we didn't just pop up for no reason and to live our days and then we die again, like this cosmic joke. Okay, here you are. Oops, sorry, now you're gone. Bye. There is more to us, and to recognize uh, that, um, you know, it becomes when, really when I When I mentioned that you own the room, when we met, what I meant by that was your your true belief in every word that you say, and I guess that's where the authenticity comes from. Um, it's just incredible. I mean, you're so sure of what you learned from your experience and from communicating with your inner voice. So that would make me think that that's like a secret weapon, and that secret weapon is available to all of us. Right. Absolutely, it is. You're so kind, Charlie. Really, I thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I am sure, and I'm excited about this stuff that I learned. I'm like this kid, you know, that sees a yellow car and goes, "Oh, mom, look, yellow car!" You know, I, I've learned this, and I'm so excited. And it is available to absolutely everyone, and life becomes phenomenal once you get this stuff. And so, yeah, I get a little excited about it. <laughs> no, it's great, and and I guess um, I was getting a question um, communicated, but. Uh, I want to ask first, I want to go back to your prison time again, because okay. that was the beginning of the beginning, as I see it, right? You you had your voice, you listened to your voice, turned yourself in and found yourself in prison. But now, fast forward, and I hear this unbelievably positive, energetic person, and that had to evolve, I would think, right? You know, I think it's my personality. It's always been me. It's just mm. kind of come forth. I've never really been the shrinking violet, um, and and that just sort of came out. I mean, I, I was sort of a victim, and I didn't believe in myself at all. I I really still didn't believe in my value and in my worth at all. But my personality, I think everyone's personality. It's sort of like it's like your gifts. It's something that you have. It's like when you have a talent for music. That's that's inborn, innate. That's yours, and that's what you're meant to express. And your personality is part of that, too. So are your looks, for that matter. Everything that we are and that we have is a specific tool that we are meant to use for the expression of our purpose on this earth. And personality is part of it, too. Um, okay, so, no, this is fantastic. Um, oftentimes... Eva and I, when we meet people in the corporate world, um, their heads are down, they're not happy, 
they believe in themselves, but they're almost lifeless. Um, so how can, how can the workplace maybe learn from this conversation and from your books and what can they do to turn their energy around at work? Does that make that sense? That is a wonderful question. I'm so glad you asked that, Charlie, because it is so, so important that it's so close to my heart, having spent so much time in business for 20 years. When you are feeling lifeless, that means you are not in alignment with who you really are. That means you're pretending. You're not living the life that you are meant to live. When we're just chasing after the money, we're chasing after the success, those are outside things, and it's putting the cart before the horse. When we find ourselves in our gifts and our talents and express those, when you do what you love, the money comes automatically. That's putting the cart the right way. And it doesn't mean that if you're feeling lifeless in your job, that means it doesn't mean you have to quit your job and you know become, I don't know, go on the lamb. It doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't mean <laughs> that. But <laughs> you know, you don't have to chuck it all. You don't have to chuck your entire life to to become who you are, but you do have to ask yourself, what feeds me? What do I really love to do? And then follow that courageously. It's, it's simply necessary because that's the reason you're here. So if you're saying, well, yeah, but I got to do this other stuff first, you're wasting time. Yeah, you know, it's funny, Eva always says the same thing. Um, it has nothing to do with keeping your job or leaving your job. Right. It has to do with when your head hits the pillow, um, how you go internal and try to understand what your passion is. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, you guys, Marnie, you, you started a radio show. You know, you did what was you knew you you're you're from the corporate world, but you knew you wanted to give back something powerful, and you started this radio show to help people. You didn't quit your job and you know go move to I don't know Tahiti. You were doing <laughs> something valuable that's still in corporate, but you do what you love. Yeah, we we true. feel like we can cheat because we get to learn from our guests, right? right. <laughs> so uh, it, it, you're you're right, and, and we're happy about that. Um, but we want our listeners, yeah, to, to look, we, we want our listeners to focus on what you have accomplished and understand that it's in them too, right? Mm -hmm. Um, because what happens is the workforce says there's nothing you can do. And I mean, you're the perfect example that that's never an option. That's never the end option, right? There's always something you can do better. There's always some, when you are in pain, pain is not inevitable. Pain is not a fact of life. Pain is an indicator that something is wrong. Pain doesn't mean that you are now accepting, that you should accept that the feeling that you're having. Pain is your, your impetus to go do something. Change it. What you've been doing up to now has got you here. You are in pain. Change something. Go somewhere where you are in, in line with, with who you are. You're cutting yourself short. So pain yeah. always means to do something, change something. Uh, it, it's I want to ask another question to both of you guys, and because you were talking about addiction, mm-hmm. and we were then when I was talking about the workplace, we were talking about you know oftentimes we're just going through the motions, and sometimes I think addiction is not just a drug, right? It could be um, our demeanor or personality that we kind of get lost in. Yeah, and Marnie was kind of actually saying that earlier when we were talking about addiction before the break, it's the, it's 
just like you said, Marty, it's not necessarily that it has to be heroin or alcohol. It could be food. It could be workaholism. It can be exercising too much, whatever it is. But as Marty stated earlier, it's all about kind of releasing that pain, finding a way to cover up that pain. And what, what Marty is talking about is finding a way to release that pain and finding your joy, which I think is great. And, exactly. you know, Marnie, we haven't even really touched on the fact that you had gotten this diagnosis and you were told you only had a year to live. And then you were able to turn that around, too, when you found out um, that you had hepatitis C, which is typically terminal. Right. And the way I was reading in the book, the way you were talking about how you approached your illness was really inspiring because you looked at it as a way of that your body was talking to you because really your body was working to try to fix this illness. Is that, I'm not sure if I'm actually stating that correctly, but it seemed to me like you were working with your body to help your body do all it could to get over this disease. You got it exactly, Eva. Again, excellent, excellent question. Yes, the, the body's always trying to heal itself. The body's always trying to get better. And what was, what it was actually with hepatitis C there, there was a treatment for it, but I couldn't take the treatment. The treatment is sort of a chemotherapy type thing. It's very, very poisonous to the body. So here you have a body that's already weak from an onslaught of a virus, and now you're going to put more poison on top of it with the thought of, of eradicating the virus, but you may just as well eradicate the body, which is sort of what happened with me. It made my heart stop. And wow. um, I had to have a pacemaker put in my chest for a year because it, the, the drug made my heart stop twice. And um, it's, I found that an unacceptable side effect. Right, <laughs> and now you're you're actually off the pacemaker, and you were able to heal yourself, which is just amazing. It's just the whole thing. Your whole story is just amazing and inspiring, and it's wonderful that you're sharing it as well. And we're about to take our last break. So when we come back, we will share all the information about where people can find you and how to get the book. But um, everyone, stay tuned. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we'll be right back. Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. And our guest today for this hour has been Marnie Spencer Devlin. And she's the author of Crawling into the Light, which is, I'm not going to say it's an easy read because it's not. Your story is a tough story, but it is so inspiring, Marnie. And her website, let me share the website with everyone, is authenticityauthority.com. And the, is the Iceberg Principles out yet? Is that oh, yeah, available yeah. on Amazon too? 
Yes, it's been out, oh God, almost two years now. Time oh, okay, sorry. Something new. <laughs> I'm in fact working at something <laughs> So new. crawling into the light and the iceberg principles. And the iceberg principles is where you chronicle how you were able to overcome hepatitis C. Is that correct? The book is called The Truth About the Universe and Your Place in It. So it describes mm. who we are as human beings to kind of sort of make sense of it a, a little bit. You know, because people come and they ask, well, is there a God? Is there, you know, what, what's, sh- should I do something with my life? Or why am I even here? What's the whole point, point and purpose to this whole thing? Those are the questions that are answered in this book. Oh, that's terrific. And I, I know you also have YouTube videos available and some meditations as well. And I'm assuming that they can find those that listeners can find that through your site, through Authenticity Authority? Um, yes. Um, well, if you can go to my site, Authenticity Authority, and you, you sign up, I can uh, send you uh, a book. It's called uh, Meditation. It's a book about meditation, and I send you the actual book as well as the audio book as well as some guided meditations, and it's all entirely free. Meditation is so, so important. I want people to get it, and I want them to have an easy road into it. So many people have tried meditation. They haven't really been able to make it stick, and mm-hmm. I've devised an, a method, a technique that makes it very, very easy to calm that loud mind and to still get something out of meditation and then to sink deeper and deeper into it to where that voice sits that voice of creativity, that voice of intuition. And it's a, it's an absolutely wholly satisfying experience to, to do that several, well, several times a day is, is perfect. Yeah, so go to my website and you can get that there under the sign-up so that I know where to send these things. And, um, yeah, that's the, that's the best way of figuring that out. There is a YouTube channel. If you go to YouTube, it's Marnie Spencer Devlin 1. You can find all my videos. I do put out regular videos that answering questions that people are having, like how to understand that inner critic, how to move forward when you're afraid. Those are the type of questions that I answer in my videos and in my blog. And I did actually watch a couple of the videos, and they're really excellent. So um, I suggest that everyone go ahead and sign up for that and check out the videos and get the audio and the meditation because I have no doubt that the meditation is excellent too, and I'm going to do that after the show. Yes, and... um, Very cool. We want to say, right, so the show airs uh, live on Monday. And what I love about that is it's the beginning of the week. And we will share and promote this all week now because I think we owe it to our listeners. Mm -hmm. And it can be a great thing for them to learn about um, Marnie. So I do have another question, Marnie. And um, it has to do with this term. um, And I'm thinking... Um, the question is, before you got the voice in your head, were you, do you think what was happening was a result of self-sabotage or um, is that what kind of gets in the way from all of us? Does that make sense? Um, not, not quite. Not sure. When, when, I was, when I was homeless, you mean? The, how I was feeling then? Well, how, how your life turned around after the fact. So in other words, if if I'm unhappy at work and I'm unhappy um, in life and am I bringing it on myself um, by not communicating with that inner voice? 
Well, bringing it on myself is a harsh is a harsh thing. You're not in alignment with who you are. You have no idea how great you really are, and you're cutting yourself short. That's what you're doing when you're in pain, when, when you're not feeling fully excited and passionate about your life. So it fully behooves you to listen to that voice. Do some writing. Do some, even just writing. Start journaling every night and, and start getting in touch with that inner self. That inner self has always been there. You've always heard it. It's like that intuition voice that you ignore when you're, when you're turning left instead of right. It's always there. And once you start tuning in, it's almost like meeting an old friend. Like, oh, my God, that's right. You've been here all along trying to talk to me. Tell me what I should do. Basically, you're just cutting yourself short. You're not well, being who you really are. I ask because in order to turn it around, we need to take some action. We need to start somewhere. So now, you know, I'm learning maybe start writing my thoughts maybe at night or maybe think about meditating. But, you know, if I don't take the proper action, nothing's going to change. Right? That is so true. And the one thing that I really would like to uh, have care about how you feel. Your feelings are really what tells you where you're at. When you're feeling good, you're on the right track, you're going down the right road. But when you're in pain, when you're depressed, when you're anxious, when you're not feeling like you're running on, on all cylinders, then it behooves you to take a look because it's like a road sign that's telling you you're not going down the wrong road. And working even harder is not going to get you there faster. When you're going down the wrong road, driving faster will not correct your course. It will take you down the place you don't want to go even faster. Mm -hmm. So it behooves you to just care how you feel. Listen to your gut and do the things. Start caring about how you feel. That's really the first, first step that you need to do. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you that question because we have about two, three minutes left. And so when it comes to start really caring about how you feel, just sometimes I think even getting in touch with your feelings can be really tough. So what would be like, what would be a first step that someone could take tomorrow? Let's say, would it be to start journaling? Would it be to listen to the meditation? Like what for you would be if you were to tell somebody what they should do first? What That's advice the, would you give them? Well, all those things, really, they're, they're not, they don't have to have a specific order. Definitely learn the meditation. Go to my website, write in there, learn that. That's free. That's the first thing to you. Starting to journal every night is a wonderful way of getting in touch with yourself. That's, there's all these little inroads that we have because what you're looking for is right in front of your nose. It's like we're not seeing the forest for the trees. It's right there. And caring about how you feel and making every moment the best moment that it can be. It takes a little bit of practice. We're mm-hmm. so, um, it's the same as not, not wanting to feel, not, not wanting to feel our feelings. It's because we're so used to being in pain that we don't want to feel our feelings. But again, pain is not the inevitable thing. Pain is an indicator that you're going down the wrong road, that you need to make some changes. So don't run from the pain. Don't put a sticker over your gas gauge that's telling you it's running empty. Look where you can be kinder to yourself. Look at where you've been cutting yourself short because the message you're missing is always a phenomenal message. It's always a great message. There's never something horrible at the other end of that message. What's at the other end of that message is that you are an amazing being and that you are here for a right and a reason and, a, and you have a destiny that you are meant to live out that's waiting for you. There's a phenomenal life waiting for you. 
if you're just willing to go and look for it. That's terrific, and that's great advice. And I, I wanted to pinpoint something that you said that I think is so important, and I talk to my own clients about it. It's just to be kind to yourself. We're not nice to ourselves so much of the time. And if you're not nice to yourself, it's so difficult to let anyone else be nice to you if you don't even know what that feels like to be kind to yourself. So I thought that was a great point. So thank you for that, and thank you for sharing that. You're most welcome. You're most welcome. Uh, It was a wonderful time. Oh, this is great. Uh, What's on the horizon, morning? Anything uh, in front of us that we need to shout out to the world right now? Um, not really. I'm, I'm working on a workshop right now helping people to discover their authentic purpose and getting nice. in touch with themselves. And because it, you know, it, it helps to have some direction on it. And other than that, I'm just doing speaking engagements um, into, and speaking to, to audiences directly is really sort of where my joy is right now. Because it's the same for me, too. I do what makes me feel good next. That's the thing that I would encourage people to do. Listen to yourself, and whatever makes you feel good next, do that, because that's your next indicated step that comes from your, from your inner, inner being, from your divine urge, and it will always steer you in the right direction. Um, no, this has been great, and we would like to stay in touch, and we would love for you to come back, but we will keep okay. you in the loop regardless. Um, I would and, love that. Yeah, and we yeah, learned a lot. Amazing interviewers. It was yep. wonderful, wonderful being on your show. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Marnie. Have a great night, and thank you so much for sharing your story. We really appreciate it, and we really love the story and the inspiration that you bring, so thank you. Thank you very much, Eva. You're an excellent interviewer. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, Marnie. Have a good night. Um, so so yeah. let's share all of the details again. Um, Marnie's website is theauthenticityauthority.com, and from there you can also find her YouTube channel and um, sign up for the newsletter and the meditation. You'll get the meditation. Also, I do recommend Crawling into the Light. It's a fabulous book if you want to be inspired. It's an amazing book. And it's an ama- it's, she tells the story really well in the book, and it's just really inspiring. And then also there's the iceberg principles as well. And both of those are available on Amazon. Yeah. Shocking. Um, you know, it is truly a world gripping true tale of triumph. Yeah. And, it's amazing. It's um, amazing. Awe of what Marnie has done. And I want to share that with everyone all week because we can only improve from learning from Marnie. And again, um, remember all of the replays are available on talkzone.com under the business channel. And next week, we're talking about living generously. Giving back. Brad Formosa. Yes, we're going to be giving back. Excellent. So um, if you ever have any questions, just reach out to us on Facebook. You can like our page at Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Um, you can also reach us at CT Radio Info at, at gmail.com. Bye, guys. Good night.